in God we trust. One nation under God. What do these statements mean to you? Are they just the mottos of a collective nation or are they your personal mottos? What do you trust in? The good times and the bad. What God do you trust? We will analyze these questions on today's edition of The End Time Show. You're listening to a replay of The End Time Show. From the History Channel. On June 14, 1954, President Dwight Eisenhower signed a bill to insert the phrase under God into the U.S. Pledge of Allegiance that children recited every morning in school. Previously, the pledge originally written in 1892 had contained no reference to religion. The push to add under God to the pledge gained momentum during the second Red Scare, which was a a period when U.S. politicians were keen to assert the moral superiority of U.S. capitalism to Soviet communism, which many conservatives regarded as godless. Then on July 30, 1956, two years after the push to to add the phrase under God, that that was inserted into the Pledge of Allegiance, uh, President Dwight D. Eisenhower signed a law officially declaring In God We Trust to be the nation's official motto. According to the Smithsonian Institution, the Star-Spangled Banner has four verses. Many of you have heard the first verse, but it actually has four verses. The fourth verse says, O thus be it ever when free men shall stand between their loved home and the war's desolation. Blessed with victory and peace may the heaven rescued land. Praise the power that hath made and preserved us as a nation. Then conquer we must when our cause it is just And this be our motto, in God is our trust. And the star-spangled banner, in triumph we wave, o'er the land of the free and the home of the brave. In God we trust. One nation under God. My question to you today is, What do these statements mean to you? When we discuss the prophecies of a world government or a world religion, precursors to the coming mark of the beast, this global economic sanctioning system, numbering system, World War III, the reborn Holy Roman Empire, the Israeli-Palestinian Peace Initiative, um, red heifers and the third temple, uh, the bat- the final battle on earth, the battle of Armageddon, the rapture, the second coming of Jesus Christ, the kingdom of God, and much more. What goes through your mind 
when we talk about these events? Is it perhaps fear? Is it anxiety? To some, I think it is anger. Complete bewilderment. Do you feel lost? Or do, are you fearless, emboldened, focused, and evangelistic? I've got to help others. This thing's happening almost uh, before very long, and I've got to get other people prepared for this. Are you evangelistic? Or are you afraid? Do you have anxiety? Are you angry? In God we trust, and one nation under God. Are these just simply mottos that somebody threw out there years ago, they got attached? You know, is it just a um, some words on our money? In God we trust. Do you really trust in God? Or is it your, are you leaning to your own understanding and selfish desires? Now, we're going to spend some time on this today because it's okay to understand the prophecies, and we should. It's almost, it's about 30% of the entire Bible. But if you don't understand the why behind it all, you're missing the whole thing. Why understand the prophecies? How can us understanding them Help us through the times just ahead. And how should we be living? What's my mindset? Am I trusting in God or trusting in my own intellect and my own abilities? Which will get you in a train wreck every time, right? So consider this and then ask yourself, do I trust in God? When you hear a story like this, the Gateway Pundit published an article the Biden administration is trying to push all 194 nations to give up their sovereignty to the World Health Organization. This is, to, this is a, from an interview with Dean Michelle Bachman and Steve Bannon. Michelle Bachman states, Joe Biden wants us to give up our right to declare an emergency to the World Health Organization. Remember what we just came through with the COVID uh, pandemic. Well, in July of um, 2022, the Biden regime was pushing an amendment to the agreement with the World Health Organization that would give the World Health Organization power over the United States when pandemics occur. The agreement would prevent Americans from doing anything that the world government didn't want to be done or would, in essence, take away all rights of Americans in an emergency like COVID. If the World Health Organization wanted to issue mask mandates and things like that, then we would potentially be bound to abide by that. Fortunately, this effort was stopped last year. By now, the Biden administration is, but now the Biden administration is back at it and pushing for this insane action to destroy Americans' rights once and for all. The Biden regime publicly affirmed their commitment to a legal accord in a press conference back in February, which will give the World Health Organization control over U.S. pandemic policies, though work remains in certain areas. Now, 
We'll get a little deeper than this on the back side of the break here. And then we're going to watch a video of Steve, Van, Steve Bannon and Michelle Bachman. I want you to hear really what's going on. And they're talking about a guy who had presented that, hey, during pandemics, we would like to give a segment of the population the ability to move around, but they would have to have a, like a, a, a um, vaccine passport or something like that, or else they wouldn't be able to move around. These things are being talked about. And Michelle Bachman's going to tell us about that on the backside of the break. Again, when you hear things like this, do you think, well, I'm trusting in God? Or how can I figure out all these things? Am I in a state of fear or anxiety? They that understand what is taking place will instruct many. Except a man is born again. He can enter or see the kingdom of God. I don't care what label you've been given or what label you've given yourself. You are essential. You still matter. This is a journey, and when we get to the other side of that, that's where our prize is. That's where our reward is. End time is not going anywhere. Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time understand how you fit in and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy. Go to intime.com slash future or call 800 intime. That's 800-363-8463. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End Time Show's TV and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning end-time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com slash events to see when Dave will be in a location near you. You're listening to a replay of The End Time Show. How did the... Biden administration affirm their commitment to this legally binding accord? Well, the U.S. Department of State issued a document called the Statement by Ambassador Pamela Hamamoto, the World Health Organization, their fourth meeting of the Intergovernmental Negotiating Body. In the document, it states this, the United States is committed to the pandemic accord to form a major component of the global health architecture for generations to come. Shared commitment, shared aspirations, and shared responsibilities will vastly improve our system for preventing, preparing for, and responding to future pandemic emergencies. Well, Michelle Bachman, she's the dean of the Robertson School of Government 
at Regent University, she's fairly concerned about this insane action by the Biden gang, and she's speaking out. Bachman was on the war room with Steve Bannon. Now, Bannon stated this. He said, we're at, uh, you know, um, you know, Michelle, we're exa- where exactly, um, we're exactly where we were last year, where we had one year reprieve. And thank God, because, um, thanks to a couple of small African countries like Botswana, who resisted at a meeting in the last week of May in Geneva, back in Geneva, Switzerland in 2022. Otherwise, we would have created this platform for global governance to, for the World Health Organization, and, but that didn't happen a year ago. Well, now it's been pushed forward to 2023. The Biden administration is trying to push all 194 nations to give up their sovereignty on health care which is really just giving up your sovereignty to the World Health Organization. Now Joe Biden wants us to give up the right to declare an emergency to this World Health Organization. So the WHO, the World Health Organization, will have the power to oversee the U.S. during a pandemic. World elites plan to vote in Geneva to change the WHO to a regulatory, instead of an advisory body, to a regulatory body, that would have the authority to oversee the U.S. when a pandemic occurs. Well, Steve Bannon points out that the WHO is basically owned by China. You remember Donald Trump, the Trump administration, pulling us out of the World Health Organization. And that was kind of an ongoing thing when Joe Biden was placed in office, let's say. They do whatever China says, the World Health Organization, according to Steve Bannon, while Bachman explained that the WHO will oversee enforcement during pandemics through your phone, for example. Data is stored on your phone that would allow you to travel during pandemics or not travel based on your score of compliance with the WHO. Now, this gets into, uh, when they're talking about global governance and tracking people and all this other it gets into, obviously, the prophecies of the Bible, doesn't it? World government, Revelation 13, 1 through 8, and the world government and the leader of that world government, the Antichrist, and then the precursor to the mark of the beast, where everybody will be given their own unique identification number, a mark in their right hand or in their forehead, without which they're not going to be able to buy or sell. You're not going to be able to participate in the economy. Well, they stated that the Bill of Rights means absolutely nothing to these people. Well, I want you to watch a clip here of Sarah Bachman because Steve Bannon asked her in the beginning of the clip, Sarah, be very, very specific. How is the, how will this, um, agreement will be the Biden administration yielding the sovereignty of the United States over to the World Health Organization? Listen very closely because she goes into this and then she says, And this will give everybody, they'll have their own unique identification number. And this is what everybody will be ran, will be monitored by. So listen closely to the clip. The corporate side, the corporate side, the B20. But be specific. How do they want to take the sovereignty of the United States of America? Specifically, how do they do that in this, uh, in this uh, new document, this global governance document that they're putting together? 
Well, the power to declare an emergency, that power would be given to the executive a director at the World Health Organization so they could declare an emergency for a pandemic or even the possibility of a pandemic. And then nations would be forced to have to do the bidding of the WHO. And they enforce this through what this guy just said in this clip, which is every single human on earth will be given a digital identity on your phone. There'll be a QR code. And if you're in compliance with what the WHO has mandated for you, testing, shots, boosters, then you get to travel or you don't get to travel. And that, that will be merged with your electronic medical records. Eventually, that'll be merged with your digital currency. And your whole life will be on your QR code, but it will be run through the World Health Organization, through the UN. That's the platform for global governance. We've never had this level of control ever in history. This, is, this would be a first where we have a global body and every all 194 nations would give up their sovereignty to the World Health Organization and empower them to declare an emergency. And once they have that power, then they can tell us what it is we have to do. And the number one question people ask me, Steve, is, yeah, but how's the WHO going to enforce this? Well, just think, the big dog on the block, which is the United States of America, the Biden administration is leading this effort. They want to empower the World Health Organization. They want the World Health Organization to do this. And also for the last three years, whatever the WHO said, if they said jump, we jumped. And so this wouldn't be anything new, only now we have nowhere to appeal. This is essentially giving up the United States sovereignty, our freedom to the United Nations healthcare arm, the WHO. And once you give up freedom, you don't give it back. It doesn't get any bigger than this. This is as big as it gets when you give away freedom to the WHO. Now, did y'all hear what she just said? She said that eventually everything would be put on your phone, and if you had, it's basically a social credit score. And if your score was good enough, if you bowed down to enough of the edicts of the WHO. Now, this is should this thing be signed? It hadn't been signed yet. You would get, you would, if you comply with enough of their edicts and everything is landed on your phone, everything goes through your phone on your QR code. She said you would live by your QR code. And that it would be run through the United Nations. And I've, they, they're already testing this stuff in other countries on war-torn refugees. Where the United Nations would give them vouchers to live. They don't need cash. And their purchases in these, in these camps that they're in, these refugees, are their purchases go through the, they're queried through the United Nations database and it goes back to allow them to purchase and to function in the camp that they're in. So this is what Michelle Bachman is going is saying on all 194 nations of the world is that they everything will be loaded onto your phone onto your QR code <clears throat> and if you're conforming, if you've been vaccinated, if you've been wearing your mask, if you've been, you know, had your boosters and whatever, then yeah, you would be allowed to travel. But if not, then they're going to try to keep you from being able to travel. Now, 
She has said we've never had this level of global governance before. We've never had this level of um, surveillance before. Now, folks, she's wa- I don't know how much she knows about Bible prophecy, but she's walking us right down through Revelation 13. World government, Revelation 13, 1 and 2. And a global numbering identification system that will be used to economically sanction people. It's called, commonly referred to as the mark of the beast. Now, my question to you is, you know, and I mean, first, there are people that still wonder if we're living in the end time. I don't know, Dave, are we in the end time? Are you kidding me? All of these prophecies are coming down. World government, world religion, mark of the beast, precursors to the mark of the beast. World War III, peace, uh, Israeli-Palestinian peace agreements, red heifers, the third temple. I mean, you name it. We're watching, it's, it's either already happened, it's happening right now, or we're watching precursors to every single one of them. So, you don't have to question if we're living in the end time, folks. We're way off into the end time. And my question to you is, now this is, I want you to hear me. This is one clip. This is just one clip. There are hundreds of clips proving that we're way off into the world government, way off into the world religious system, interfaithism, ecumenism, global numbering systems. My question to you is, knowing that we're in the end time, what do you think? You watched the you just watched the clip. You just heard the clip. If you're on listening uh, on the radio, driving in a car or whatever, what do you think when you hear this clip? Do you fear? Do you feel fear? Anxiety? Anger? Oh, Joe Biden! I'm going to go get him. What What do you feel? Or is it in God we trust for you? Is it one nation under God for you? Luke 12, 2-5. Bible says, For there is nothing covered. A lot of people think, Well, Joe Biden and his administration and the World Health Organization, United Nations, World Trade Organization, International Monetary Fund, International Criminal Court, the World Bank, they're all getting by with murder. <coughs> they're controlling us. Excuse me. They're going to control us and all this, you know, it's going to be horrible. Listen, the World Health Organization, the Biden administration, none of them are doing anything that is secretive to God. In Luke chapter 12, verses 2 through 5, the Bible says, For there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed, neither hid that shall not be known. Therefore, whatsoever ye have spoken in darkness... It's going to be heard in the light. And that which ye have spoken in the ear in closets shall be proclaimed from the housetops. And I say unto you, my friends, be not afraid of them that kill the body. And after that, have no more that they can do. But I forewarn you, whom ye shall fear. Fear him which after he hath killed hath power to cast you into hell. Yea, I say unto you, fear him. So, at the end of the day, everybody, 
I wanted to offer a word of encouragement today and to talk to you about in God we trust. Is it in God we trust? Or are you thinking, man, God doesn't really know where we are. He must be on vacation. We are, we're left to our own choices and to fend for ourselves. <clears throat> you have to excuse me, I'm dealing with the good old Texas allergies. So please forgive me if I'm coughing throughout the program today. There is, this is very important because we're being faced with these decisions right now. Will I trust in God if the Biden administration hands this authority over to the World Health Organization? How do I look at that? Am I going to go into fear mode and go live in a cave somewhere in Colorado? Or am I going to just trust God? Am I going to realize this is one nation under God? Supposed to be. And the reason I've got money, or I've got um, in God we trust on our money. And, you know, it's in courthouses everywhere and in schools and different things. In God we trust. Is it in God that you trust? It's not just a motto that you can put on your money to make everybody feel good. I have to actually trust in God. We're in the end time. That's easily seen. The time of world government, precursors to the mark of the beast, a world religion that would try to coerce you to pledge allegiance to the Antichrist and the world governing body in the very near future. You say, Dave, I don't know what to do. I am fearful. I do have anxiety. I am, uh, I, I, I just, I don't want to get out of bed in the morning. I want to pull the covers back up over my head and say, what's the use? Right? No. That's not scripture. That's not the Bible. You say, ah, oh, who cares about the Bible? Well, you better care about the Bible. The Bible has the words to eternal life for you and me. This book is the most precious book ever written. And this book, you say, I don't know what to trust in. No, I, you know, I'm just, supposedly God created us all and I'm just scared out of my mind. And God's just this, you know, if there is a God, that's a big question today. He's just playing tricks on us. Well, listen, this is why it's, you need to, if you think that, you need to get involved in a good Bible study. The Bible tells us about God. If you don't know about the Bible, how can you know God? He is a God you can trust with your life, with your finances, with your health, with salvation, and your eternal existence. But if you don't read the Bible, you're going to be stuck because you won't know about that God. Yes, you can set through Sunday school lessons and things like that. But this Bible reveals God to us in many ways. So we're going to talk about this when we get back. Because how are you answering the question? In the face of all this perilous times that we're living in. The symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ part two. The late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. 
these comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding. Don't miss this special offer. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online with End Time Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the End Time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you and we love you. You're listening to a replay of The End Time Show. So, can you trust God? Can we trust God in 2023? Is this just a figment of somebody's imagination? Is this all a myth? No, it's not. You can trust God with your life, your finances, your health, your salvation, your eternal existence. Here's a question many folks are asking today. Can the Bible be trusted? You say, Dave, you guys are always quoting from the Bible, and you know, uh, but that book—it's—it's it's so old, and you know, I've got one, but it's got six inches of dust on it. I haven't cracked that thing open. It was my grandma's Bible, and you know, I don't really pay attention to that old book. Oh man, don't say that. Don't say that. I'm sure you heard it said by now. The Bible can't. Be trusted because, oh, it's been, that Bible's been translated so many times. The question is, how many times has the Bible been translated? Do you know? The Bibles we have today, I have in front of me a King James Thompson Chain Reference Bible. It's one of my old Bibles. It's pretty wore out, and that's the way your Bible should look. But the Bibles we have today are two steps away from the original manuscripts. The translations that we have today go back to the earliest copies that are based on the original manuscripts. The belief that the Bible has been translated many times is not a fact. That's an absolute myth. We have access to manuscripts today that were based on the original manuscripts. So don't let the devil tell you or anyone else that you cannot trust the Bible. We can trust the Bible. And if you know that you can trust the Bible, and you know about, and you know, and you understand the Bible, then you will know that Bible talks about a God that you can trust. It doesn't matter what Joe Biden and the World Health Organization, I mean, I'm concerned about that too. But if it, if it does happen, you know what? I'm going to trust God. But uh, Dave, uh, what about this... Um, QR code that she was talking about, we're going to live by, and uh, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to trust God. But Dave, what about these the shooters all around America and uh, all these different things? You know what? I'm going to trust God. 
Let me tell you a story real quick. <coughs> you guys understand about this Allen Outlet Mall that had the shooter here on Saturday. My wife and I were up by there Friday night, and I bought, I'm going to Israel in a week and a half. I bought a couple pair of shoes at the Allen Outlet Mall on Friday evening. We didn't know, I mean, I, we could, it could have very easily have been there on Saturday. The store where I bought my shoes was right down from the, where the shooting happened the night before. Friday night, folks, the shooting happened. The guy killed eight people on Saturday. My wife and I were there Friday evening. And I've got a friend, his parents were there and at the store an hour before the shooting took place. The, they, the guy goes to church with me. So, can I trust God? You better believe it. I trust God in every instance. And if the Antichrist were to walk in the studio door right now, you say, Dave, man, you, I, I just, I'd, I'd be shaking in my boots. Not me. Why? Because I'm some kind of superhuman? No. It's because I'm trusting God. That's something that you will have to learn throughout the end time. That all of the, that look at all the things that everybody went through in the Bible. All the different instances of, uh, I mean, you name it. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, David, the, all of the apostles, everything that they all went through, Moses, Joshua. I mean, God put them in instances that they could not handle themselves so they would learn to do what? Be fearful? That they would learn to uh, just have anxiety to the point where they would lose their mind? No. God put them in them instances so that they would have to trust God. God was the only solution. Because He was teaching them, you need to trust me. I've got the cattle on a thousand hills. Trust me. I am your God. You are my people. Trust me. So guess what? In 2023, do you think God's going to do anything different? How is God going to teach you and me to trust Him? Well, He's going to put us in instances where we will have to trust Him, where He is the only answer. And wow, has He done it to me many times over. This is the way we live our lives, folks. You say, Dave, look, I've heard about that. That's all pie-in-the-sky stuff. You know, I mean, I know you guys are ministers, and, you know, you're quoting from the Bible all the time, but does that stuff really work? Folks, let me tell you, you can trust God with your family, with your very life, with your finances, with your eternal salvation, where will I spend eternity? What happens when I die? I'm trusting God that everything I've read in this book is going to come to pass and that if I've aligned myself up to this book, I'm going to heaven to be with Him. If I have heard things in this book and I don't want to align myself up with that Bible, I'll just cast it aside. I don't care about the Word of God. If you have that attitude then it's not going to look so pretty for you on the other side. I know a lot of people, my father-in-law used to say this. I'll never forget it. I've heard him say it many times. 
that I have had to go up and look in the casket of somebody to see if the same guy that I knew when he was alive was the same guy they were talking about. Because somebody was just a complete hellion when they were here on the earth. And then you go to the funeral, and the guy preaches them straight into heaven. And you thought, now hold on a second. They did this, 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 that, that was diametrically opposed to the Bible. And then you get to the funeral, and everybody goes to heaven, right? The thing is, folks, is that if you are going to go to heaven, we've got to be honest on this stuff. I mean, I could patty cake around, and we could tiptoe through the tulips, but that's not going to do you any good, and it's not going to do me any good. I want to know the Word of God. I want to have it buried so deep in my heart and my mind that nothing could ever pull it from me. And that's how we're going to make it through these times just ahead. Now, I could talk about all kinds of stuff today. I could go deep off into world government, world religion, but I really felt like I needed to help some people today because a lot of people are wondering, what are we going to do in these end times? There will be times in the future... that your money will not be able to buy you out of a circumstance. Okay? I've stood at the bedside of people who were going to pass away as a minister, as a person, maybe a family member, and there's not any amount of money that I could have offered that would have helped. Okay? So you say, wow, Dave, this is kind of deep. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to tell you about life and about what's really, really, really important. Yes, our program is devoted to prophecy, but we're living through prophetic times. We're living in the end time. How are we going to make this? We're going to trust God. In God we trust is more to me than just a little statement on a quarter or a statement written on a, 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 um, a, a courtroom wall. Or somebody's bumper sticker. I actually believe that it it is in God that I trust. Dave Robbins. And you know what? God has never failed me one time. Never. Have I failed him? Oh yeah. Yep. Yep. I have. Uh Uh-huh. But he's never failed me. And he will never fail you. If God's moving on you to do something... Do it. Don't hesitate. Trust God in these end times. Now, I know that a lot of you listen to us because you're looking for direction and things like that in the end time. I will provide direction as God directs me. I cannot, I can't in my fine, in my being, my humanity, I can't, prov- I don't have the answers. But I tell you what, God has directed my life for many, many, many years. And as I am led by God, I will come on the radio and say, here's what we're going to do. Now, folks, it doesn't get any better than that. I like listening to Glenn Beck and Ben Shapiro and uh, Dennis Prager and all these guys. I love, I, I listen to them as much as I can. But I also have to listen to people that can give me direction. Some people that will say, thus saith the word of the Lord. God spoke to me about this, and this is direction we're going to go. If you want to follow, great. If you want to do this in your own life, great. 
This is what we'll be doing throughout the end time. We're not going to get weird about it. This is not some crazy weird seance and all that other. This is the way we're... The Bible says, they that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Throughout the end time, will I be preaching, uh, you know, you got to have as much money as possible and buy... No, no. I'm going to be teaching trust God. It's not wrong to have money. It's not wrong to have some stored up food and all that. There's nothing wrong with any of that. However, there will come times when your money cannot buy you out of a circumstance. Then what do you do? You're going to trust God. That's the only hope we have, folks. I have no hope in this world. What am I hoping in? The the government? Come on. I'm not hoping in the government for my life and health and salvation and protection. I'm not looking to the government. I'm not looking to the government under a Trump administration for that. I'm looking to God Almighty. Nobody else has ever died for me on a cross and stayed in the grave three days, three nights, and then rose again. Nobody except Jesus Christ. So who am I going to put my hope and faith and trust in? I'm putting it in Him. I've got, my, I've got my arms and legs wrapped around him. And that's how I'm going through the end time. But some people question, can we trust the Bible? Oh, please, come on. Get, get, you, you guys, listen. There's nothing more important than this Word of God in your life. Dive off into this book and get it ingrained so deep that nothing can pull it out of you. The words to eternal life are in this book. You want to spend eternity in heaven? You got to know something about the book. You want to get your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life? You got to know something about the book. That's why we push a good Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church, Bible studies. We've got to push this. A lot of people think, well, I'm just going to live any way I want, and I'm going to make it. Folks, God is mercy. God is love. Absolutely. But God also is a God of judgment. Now, I know this is not politically correct, and in many churches today, this would not be very, a very popular subject. Oh, you can't talk about God being uh, a God of judgment. But folks, listen. The Bible says when God comes back, that men will try to hide themselves from the face of Him that sits on the throne but they're not going to find any place to hide. Now, we're talking about Bible 101. There is a God, and I can trust in Him for everything throughout these end times. And It's the best news I can give you today. You and I have a God who is living today, and I can trust Him in the times just ahead. I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. End Time is a small nonprofit that runs a high-traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. We survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. If you only give to one cause per month, 
please consider partnering with End Time to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. Call us at 1-800-END-TIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner. You're listening to a replay of The End Time Show. You know, everyone, I hope you understand that all of us here at End Time Ministries love you guys. That's the only reason we, that, that's the main reason, is that we talk about these things. I know some of the subjects are hard. I, I get it. I mean, I, you know, we talk about the um, politically incorrect, the, uh, when we talk about the LGBTQIA+, plus that lifestyle, agenda, whatever, I only talk about that, me and Doug and Vince and all of us, we only talk about that because it's scriptural. The Bible says, just as it was in the days when Lot come up out of Sodom, that's the way it's going to be at the coming of the, when the Son of Man is revealed. And it's prophetic, and we're watching it happen. I mean, unbelievable right now. Men participating in women's sports, changing in the nude in their locker rooms. Not even, I mean, <clears throat> this is like, Come on. and Come on, man. I've heard that. And um, some of the different topics we talk about. Oh, World War III. Well, one-third of the world's population is going to be destroyed. Uh, the mark of the beast, where, you know, the, potentially there will be people who will be persecuted and killed. A post-tribulation rapture. We talk about a post-tribulation rapture. We teach that. Why is that? Do we, it's, is that because we want to be different than everybody else? No, it's not. It's more comfortable to just swim downstream, right? It's more uncomfortable to turn around and say, no, I see where we're supposed to be headed. I'm going to swim against the stream because that's the way the truth is. And so we talk about these things. We only do it not because we're trying to get views and clicks and all this other stuff. We talk about this stuff because we truly love people. I hope you feel that. The reason I'm talking to you about Trusting God is because that's how we're going to make it throughout these end times. There, there's not two ways. There's not a, I, I don't, I could have all the, mo- the, the money that Elon Musk has, but that would not buy me good health. Think about it. Th- there's not enough money for that. So, there's not, there's nothing, again, there's nothing wrong with having money, but I know so much people put so much stock in I've got piles of money everywhere and I'm going to be able to make it throughout the end time. God will put you through an instance where you've got to trust Him. And But when you trust God and He comes through from you, oh my goodness, there's no better feeling that you've ever had than when God answers a prayer for you or you've trusted God and He came through and you knew it was God. It couldn't have been anybody else. And you thought, oh my goodness, the God of heaven the God of this Bible is staring right down at me. You say, well, Dave, I mean, come on. Here we are back on the Bible. Uh, the, the Bible is, is just, you know, it's a bunch of malarkey because it was just written by men years ago. It's a, it's a fairy tale. That's a lie from Satan. You say, well, then who wrote the Bible? 
Go to um, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 21. It says, For the prophecy came not in old times by the will of man, but by holy men of God spake as they were moved on by the Holy Ghost. So it's very simple. The Bible was written over a span of about 1,500 years. Almighty God is the author. Many individuals served as recording secretaries. God would go to a a certain individual. Uh, God would go to Moses and say, I want you to write several books. And I'm going to give you the law. And I'm going to do, and this is what you're going to write. So Moses wrote Genesis, Exodus, Exodus, Leviticus, Deuteronomy, and Numbers by, as he was moved on by God. And, you know, David said in Psalm 119, uh, 105, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. And Jesus said, Search the scriptures, for in them you think ye have eternal life, and they are they that testify of me. That's what, uh, John five thirty nine. These are, this is the word of God, folks. The Bible tells us that God created everything, included human males and females. And so, but without a knowledge of this, you're stuck. You are abs- you say what? I went to Harvard. There's nothing wrong with going to Harvard. But if Harvard didn't teach you about the Word of God, you need to get in a Bible study somewhere. You say, Dave, I, I don't know how to get in a Bible study. I, I mean, we've got, I, I understand, we've got DVDs everywhere. We go to endtime.com. Listen to us on the radio. Watch us on our television program uh, on several, many of the television networks. Um, get End Time Magazine. Uh, go to endtime.com. All of this stuff's at endtime.com for free. And the only reason we ever charge for anything is because we've got to fund the ministry and keep on these radio and television programs. Uh, and I've got to pay a few salaries. Or else, I'd, we, I mean, we give away most of it, but if you want DVD forms and things like that, uh, the new DVDs and the books coming out before very long. Understand the end time. We've never had that in book form before. All that's supposed to be ready to ship here in July. Or I'm sorry, in uh, by the end of June. So we tell you these things because we love you. Not because I'm looking for clicks and views and all this. I'm trying to get people to heaven. And I'm telling you, you're going to have to trust God in the end time. That's how you're going to make it through. You're going to trust God. See, I don't know how to do that. Well, it's very simple. Number one, it is very, very important that you become a part of a good Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church. You say, well, I don't need to be part of a church to go to heaven. Well, the Bible says when you're born again, you're part of the body of Christ. Okay, You're a member of the body. Somebody's a toe, somebody's a finger. God's the head. Okay, Everybody has their own role. Imagine if I was to cut my finger off and to set it over here on the desk. The body would survive, but my isolated finger would die just in no time. It's isolated from the body. You say, well, church wasn't instituted uh, back in the New Testament. They went from house to house and things like that. They still gathered together, didn't they? The Bible says they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, fellowship, breaking and bread and prayers. 
The Bible says, I will choose you a pastor after mine own heart that will feed you with knowledge and understanding. Why would God choose pastors if there wasn't supposed to be churches? So we're part of the church. We're saints. We're the body of Christ. So I know there are people that can't get to churches. I get it. But it's, a, it's very important to be part of a body of like-minded believers that can help you during a pandemic, during a health crisis in your life, that will stand with you in times of trouble. I'm telling you, I've been, I have been to church most of my life. Not all my life, but most of my life. And there's nothing more important when you're going through a struggle. I'll, I'll just be honest with you. You say, this stuff doesn't work in 2023. That is not true. My wife and I. Uh, my wife is named Jana. She is Irvin Baxter's youngest daughter. Irvin had three daughters. I married the youngest one. And I was kind of a heathen when I got married to her. Brother ba- Irvin Baxter still let me marry her. A lot of people were kind of shocked at that. Uh, I was actually kind of shocked myself. Anyway, it happened. It's been 30, 35 years ago. But we got married. I was not the spiritual leader of the home that I should have been. And I recognize it now. Back then I was just a stubborn, you know. I recognize now I was, I was not the spiritual leader, that I, the, the man. I was not the priest of my home. I didn't have prayer in my home. I was not the spiritual leader that I should have been. Okay? And our marriage, we went to church, but I wasn't in church. There's a big difference. However, during the whole time in our marriage, we had people, we had family, friends, people in church that helped us along the way. A group of people that were looking out for our soul. Not from what they could get from us, but they were looking out for the the well-being of my soul, trying to get me to heaven. So there came a time when, after we had been married for, I don't know, maybe 12 or 14 years, we didn't really have a marriage. We lived together, but we didn't have a marriage. We weren't. We didn't have a marriage. We, we. It was just horrible, because it was my fault. I wasn't the spiritual leader. I was a stubborn, you know, and I was just cantankerous and not a very nice person. Well, she couldn't take it. Anyway, I went up to a prayer meeting one time, and I I, I showed up to church, went to a prayer meeting, and I told God. <laughs> you got to help me here. I can't figure this out. I, I built stuff. I built houses. I did all kinds of stuff. And normally I could figure out any situation with my own two hands. Well, this is one that I couldn't. I, there was no, I couldn't throw much money into it and keep it going. I told God, I said, you got to help me here. I'm going to lose my marriage. I'm not saved. I'm going to go to hell. I don't care what you have to do. you got to help me. Two weeks later, no. Yeah, two weeks later, my wife takes my kids and leaves. We lost everything we had. And I was, we were separated for two years. Two years. Me and my wife. Urban Baxter's daughter. Separated. Horrible situation. Well, I, I remember I had prayed in that prayer meeting. God, you got to help me because I'm going to be lost here. I'm, I'm, I'm going to lose my marriage. I'm going to lose my kids. We're going to be lost. Well, I got angry at God when that happened. When she left, I thought, hey, I prayed to you, and Jan took off. So I got angry, and I went out into the world and done some horrible things. 
stupid, just dumb stuff. And two years later, my mother-in-law prayed for us. My father, Irvin Baxter, prayed for us. My, and we had people all over the, the church praying for us. People would talk to us. People would call me. It's the, I was a body of Christ. But I was not doing good. didn't matter to them. They still called me. They prayed for me. They never gave up. My father-in-law, Irvin Baxter, went on a 40, a 38-day fast. Oh, well, when you, a fast is like a bulldozer in the spirit world, folks, if you've ever done that. Well, God started dealing with me, dealing with me, dealing with me. And on Mother's Day, two years after we'd been separated, we, me and my wife were about to get signed divorce papers that week. It was Mother's Day. My mother-in-law invited us to church. We came in. There was a lady preacher she used to travel around with. The lady would, um, kind of a scary preacher. She'd been through some different things, but she preached. Me and my wife went to the altar, prayed, come back to the Lord, and two weeks later we were back together like we had never been separated, and we've got the best marriage that you can imagine right now. It's greater than, I don't know of anybody that's got a marriage like me and my wife. It's fabulous. How did all that happen? A lot of people trusted God. I, people trusted God for me when I couldn't. But now, I'm telling you, having seen that happen in my life, you can't get me not to trust God. I'm trusting God in everything that happens down the pike. I could give you testimony after testimony where God has touched my life and helped me throughout different situations. So how are we going to function in the times just ahead? I'm trusting God. You can't get, you couldn't talk me out of trusting God. I'm trusting God in the times just ahead. And I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, God will never, ever fail us. He's never failed me yet. And he's not going to fail me through the times just ahead. That's how I look at circumstances in this world right now. God bless. 